Hello and welcome to episode number 17 of What in the Health and Fitness. My name is Laura Bay and I'll be your host. And today we're going to talk about fasting. We're going to talk through what um, the different types of fasts are, what are the pros and cons, and then maybe talk about if maybe this is something you should integrate and try in your journey, or maybe if it's something that's not for you. So to start off, most people have some level of fasting that naturally happens uh, when they're sleeping. If you have heeded my advice, you're working diligently to improve your sleep and get good quality Z's for seven to nine hours a night. During that time, your body undergoes what is called an overnight fast. So you've spent at least seven to nine hours without food. Um, Some people stop eating at a certain time, which would be kind of one of the qualifiers of fasting, um, one of the types of fasting. But even if you ate right up until the second you went to sleep, you still had seven to nine hours that you were fasted. So intermittent fasting is what we're going to talk about. And like I said, there's different types. Um, But this as an overall umbrella is when you're restricting your food intake on specific days and for a specific amount of time. This is where it can be a little bit tricky because there are so many different types of intermittent fasting. And like I said, um, we'll talk through some of those, but just to kind of give you a little sidebar, one of the most difficult things about the research for intermittent fasting is that there's so many variables and there's so many um, different ways to do it. Uh, whether you're even if you're doing an eight hour fast, if it's an eight hour fast in the morning versus an eight hour fast in the evening, um, these are very different times and different things are happening in your body if you've eaten first or not, and all of that kind of stuff. So, that does make some of the evidence and stuff for um, fasting a little bit difficult to digest because it's hard to compare one study to the next. It's like comparing apples to oranges. They're both fruits, but they're very different makeup. All of it is fasting, but it's very different makeup. So um, like I said, there's a lot of different ways, and we're just going to kind of talk generally because it's just really hard to be very specific and get into every last detail with this. So as I said, there's many different types But generally, um, the restriction is one to three days a week, and two of the most common types are either whole-day fasting or time-restricted fasting. Time-restricted, oh, sorry, whole-day fasting is what I started with, typically has um, five days of unrestricted eating and two days that are not consecutive that are total fasts, where time-restricted fasting is a specific number of hours fasted, usually between 8 to 16 hours. Again, this can vary, and that can be over a variety of days. It can be daily. It can be two times a week. It can be three times a week. As I said, it can be very all over the place about kind of what qualifies it. Um, So let's kind of talk through some of the pros and cons of fasting. Um, Pros. 
compared to a continuous energy restriction model, which would be, you know, uh, if you typically are eating just for good round numbers, um, if you're eating 2000 calories a day and you decide that you are going to restrict your calories or your energy, then you would eat 1500 calories a day. So that would be a continuous energy restriction. Every day you're restricting the amount of uh, calorie intake you're getting. So compared to a continuous energy restriction model for weight loss, fasting has been found to be just as effective. So if you look at a fasting model, you might not first thing pop out to you realize that it is a way of restricting calories um, rather than the immediate shock of, oh my gosh, how does someone not eat for a full 24-hour period? That's my reaction. Um, but it is. So basically, instead of looking, again, at that continuous energy restriction, which is a daily change, you're looking at basically at a week model. And so in a week, then you're eating however many calories a week, and then you're cutting out days worth of calories and or hours worth of calories. And that is giving you a week's snapshot of a restriction in calories. So when compared, again, evidence is a little sticky, but when compared to continuous energy restriction models, uh, weight loss is just as effective as continuous energy restriction and fasting. So that could be a pro. It can be beneficial for many health systems to be balanced so people who fast um, have seen a balance in their glucose, a balance in their insulin sensitivity, improved cholesterol, improved blood pressure, asthma has been shown to improve, triglyceride levels have been shown to improve. So kind of this overall balancing of your health systems. No major change in your diet. So you're allowed to eat, quote unquote, allowed. That was such a terrible word. You're eating the same foods that you enjoy, but it's making it easier to maintain your diet, quote unquote, diet. Um, so back to the continuous energy restriction. So with that change from 2000 calories to 1500 calories, you might notice or you might be, you know, eating different types of food, whether it's sugar free foods or um, you know, just some other change in foods where in the fasting model, you might be uh, more lenient in that and be eating the same foods, not having much change in your actual food types, but then getting the same kind of calorie restriction because you're taking, you know, a certain amount of hours or days off from caloric intake. It's a very simple method in that there's no counting of calories, really. There's no measuring of food. Um, there's, you know, it's just simply you can eat as you normally eat on this day, this day, this day, this day. And then we're not going to be eating anything at all for this day, this day. Or there's, you know, the hourly change. So you can eat normally and then from 8 to 8, which would be a 12-hour fast, there's no um, any kind of consumption of any type of calories. So fairly simple um, because you're just kind of following a time restriction rather than all the complications of macronutrients and making sure you're measuring the right amount and counting your calories. 
Um, and then the last one is it does give you time for your body to repair and rest. Um, one thing that a lot of people run into when they're having difficulty with weight management is sometimes they're eating quite a bit, even if they're just kind of snacking towards the end of the day. If you're constantly consuming any kind of calorie, whether it's food or if it's drinking a soda that has calories, um, any kind of caloric intake requires your body to do work. It, it requires digestion of the food. It requires the kidneys and the liver to filter out toxins. It makes your body do work. So if you are someone or just in general people, again, who tend to, some people who manage their weight just fine also have these habits. But if you have the habit of eating and or consuming anything that has a caloric value pretty much up until bedtime, and then you're only giving yourself the amount of time that you're sleeping. So especially if you're not sleeping the amount of hours that you really need, your body's struggling to rest and repair. We've talked about how important sleep is for those things. Um, but sometimes, like I said, a fast could help with that and give you some extra time. And you might find that you do have a little bit better repair and reset if you're doing a fasting model. So all of those being said, we're going to switch over and talk through kind of the cons of a fasting model. So one of the biggest cons of a fasted model is the social aspect of eating. So unless you're really great at choreographing your social plans and by choreographing them, I mean making sure everybody else follows your fasted schedule, it may become difficult if you are going to fast on a Wednesday and then you end up having some sort of social event happen on a Wednesday that you have to go to, need to go to, want to go to, um, it just becomes a little bit more awkward, right? So now you're at this event and you're the only one not eating or drinking because either you've taken the whole 24 hours of Wednesday off or you're not eating from 8 to 8 and the event started at 7.30 and so you had a drink and now you can't have anything else because you're kind of following this fasted schedule. So that can be a little bit awkward and can be a con. Um, it may interfere with your exercise and your ability to participate with your fitness. Um, this is because obviously, especially, I guess I should say, if you're doing it where you're taking a whole 24 hours off, your body doesn't have any calorie intake for that day. And while you do have stores, your body isn't quick to give up your stores usually. So it could make your workouts on those days or around those days feel a little bit different than what you're used to because you haven't fueled your body to perform those exercises. So that could change and or, like I said, interfere with your exercise routine or your, your fitness. It can be difficult to adjust your mood and energy changes. So if anybody is like me, raise your hand. I get angry. I seriously, if I don't eat, I can't make decisions. I get super grumpy. I get snappy. You can ask my husband all about it. My best friend bought me a lunchbox that has like this crazy looking bear thing. And it says hangry on it. Because it's so real. Like that's a really a true struggle for me. So 
having that change in my mood um, is obviously a very real thing for me. So for me, fasting might not be the answer or I might have to adjust how many hours or what I'm doing with it and kind of tread lightly on on attempting it. Um, also, energy changes. So again, um, if you're somebody that you really kind of have to feel your body through the day to really make it through um, having an entire day or a good chunk of time that you are required to be active and alert and with it um, might be difficult because you're going to have some energy changes. Now, this is something that might not be a con in that you might be able to kind of work through that, but there's definitely an adjustment period. But if you cannot get past that adjustment, then that might be where it really becomes a con. Um, One thing that I think is very important to consider that is a con um, is that it may promote binge eating um, because if you tell yourself, okay, you can eat whatever you want until eight o'clock at night, if you have any kind of a tough relationship with food, um, it might be that you end up eating everything in sight because you don't want to get hungry between eight and eight, or you don't want to get hungry because you have all of Wednesday off from eating. So it promotes these habits of overeating um, to, to try and make sure in your brain, you're telling yourself to make sure you don't get hungry. When in reality, you probably still will be some level of hungry, but it is difficult, like I said, to recognize that right away. And people who do have any kind of a disordered eating habits probably are going to have to be very hyper aware and make sure if they step into this, that they are being very sure about um, how much they're eating. Is it kind of natural eating habits or are they finding ways to really pack in the calories? Um, Also, it can affect digestion for those with issues. So somebody who already has known digestion issues, does not have good regular bowel movements, or just has difficulty with any type of digestion process, this might not be ideal because now you're going, this is kind of the flip side. When I talked about pros, we talked about how it helps your body repair and rest. It helps your body, you know, spend time on digestion and get through that. However, It also is not stimulating because now we're resting. Therefore, it's not stimulating the digestive tract either. So someone who has a hard time keeping their digestion moving might have a difficulty in this because they're going to have days or chunks of time that their digestive tract is not stimulated and then has a hard time keeping everything going through your stomach. Another big effect is nutrient uh, deficits. So people may encounter that with their restriction in food, whether it's over a certain hourly time frame or days, will be lacking in some nutrients because they're taking calories and, and food away from themselves. So they're not getting as much variety. Also hormonal effects. This is something that's huge in that when you are doing any kind of restriction I've talked about this before, your body starts to hit some level of stress. 
Now, your body's really great about overcoming things and compensating, but it is not always perfect. And so that means sometimes you get this change in hormones, which may or may not be what you actually want. So those are things to consider. The pros and cons list is tough. The pros can seem very encouraging and enticing, um, and the cons can be a little bit daunting. So it's going to be one of those things that you have to look at and decide. Um, So moving into what, you know, what about trying to implement this and, and put this into my routine or try this and see how my body reacts to it. Um, let me lead that conversation with, if you have any kind of major medical issue, diabetes, hypoglycemia, any kind of disordered eating, this is automatically not for you. Someone who has diabetes or hypoglycemia relies on glucose, which you get your from food. So you don't have an option for fasting because if you don't have that and have that balance, um, you're going to have all kinds of of medical changes and issues. So I'm going to lead with that. Um, And again, just like everything else that I talk about, this is not medical advice. And I do suggest that if you plan on making any sort of large change in your lifestyle or, or even just your exercise or nutritional routine, that you do talk to your doc and make sure that Everything that's going on with you can tolerate what your change is going to bring forward. Um, Outside of that, like I said, you just are going to have to kind of uh, make a decision on your own, obviously, about if you think you can tolerate this, if you think it's something that you would like to try. Fasting can be viewed, like I said, as a more flexible way to restrict your calories and a way for your body to just kind of relearn the true hunger cues. It allows you to be more self-aware. It allows you to really feel um, if you're hungry or not, rather than I'm bored or I'm tired or, you know, whatever. It kind of makes you think twice about maybe the cues that your body's sending you. But you have to be sure that you're comfortable with, you know, the good outweighing the bad and know your body's ability to utilize, you know, whole foods and finding your intuitive eating, um, whatever that may look like. For me, as I kind of disclosed earlier, I just work really well with kind of a continuous eating schedule. Um, That's not to say that I would not ever try fasting or have even considered trying fasting. I have not ever really done it. But It's one of those things that you have to make the decision. And so for me, you know, where I am in life right now, I'm working a full-time job. I'm trying to do this podcast for y'all. I'm trying to keep up with my Instagram. I'm trying to, you know, do all these different things. And so for right now, that probably isn't the best decision for me to make. If I were to choose fasting as something to do and change my nutrition, I would have to just really make sure that I was ready for that. And like I said, I was I would be okay if I was a little bit hangry and I'd be okay if my energy was a little bit low. Um, you know, so that's the kind of stuff that you've got to make sure that you're okay with and that you're going to be very aware of the changes that are happening with your body and making sure that they're they're okay. 
changes, that they're things that you're expecting and you're wanting rather than things like we talked about with, you know, the binge eating or you having a a significant difficulty uh, trying to get your exercise routine staying the same. Are you having any changes that might be indicators that you're having a nutrient deficit? Those kinds of things you've got to be on top of, just like any kind of change in your diet, just like if you were to do try and do a real high fat diet or a real high carb diet, you have to be aware and in tune with your body to know if it's responding correctly or if if your body's having a hard time with the change. So each of us have our own way of eating and your own nutrition. It's not one size fits all and it's never going to be. But I hope that this kind of put a little bit of light on fasting and let you hear some of the pros and cons. It's something that has been around for a very long time, um, but has had a little bit more light, sh- uh, you know, on it lately. So, I like I said, I hope this kind of cleared up any questions. It kind of gives you the basics, the very general. Um, if you have any further questions about this or anything else, p- please feel free to reach out to me. My uh, email is info dot what in the health at gmail.com or you can reach me at Instagram at what in the health and fitness. I hope that y'all have a great week. I hope that you guys are just out there crushing your goals and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Y'all have a good one. Bye.